had well fuck <clears throat> wait a second hey everybody tyree here before i forget along with kevin say hey kevin hey kevin <laughs> and here we are kevin uh, if you're watching the show and if you're listening he's holding up his retirement paperwork from the army and i wanted to ask him how do you feel about having that paperwork signed by joe biden you know, uh, and wait, wait, wait. And I know before anyone thinks this is like a fucked up question, like a setup kind of a thing, it's not like <laughs> I know how he feels about things. He knows how I feel about things. Um, we're just talking. So how do you feel about it? Um, well, it's, it's funny that, um, I, I don't think it's much of a secret that, uh, that the majority of people in the United States military probably don't support the current commander in chief. I, th- I feel like that's a well-known fact um, that I, w- I would argue probably 85%. Um, and that I feel is like in the low end um, just doesn't really necessarily support the commander in chief in that. They think they should be there um, underqualified and just all kinds of other reasons. But uh, so with that being said, um, we've had this conversation. There's, there's, there's a few of us that were retiring around the same time in the unit. And, you know, the joke was, is, Oh man, your retirement shit's going to get signed by, Joe Biden. And, uh, how do you feel about that? And I honestly am okay with it because, um, I don't care. Right. I know it's a fucking stamp. It's not the real thing. You know what I mean? I know he didn't like sit there in in the oval office signing retirement certificates. Um, by the hundreds, but (laughs) right. But that, you know, you think about it, like, if I was president, I think I would like to spend a day each week doing that. Because how rad would that be? Assuming that my approval ratings were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think people would be like, "Ah, fuck this thing." But um, <clears throat> no. After for me, twenty-two years, and then one of the other guys, twenty, about the same as me, and the other guy, thirty years. Like we're just ready to be done. You know, we don't really care who signs it as long as somebody did sign it. What was important to me though is that. Uh, I submitted my retirement paperwork under the commander that I had and the first sergeant that I had at that time um, all the way up to my division commander that I had at that time um, because I, I, I've, had, I've, been, I've had the great fortune of so- serving under some really good leadership in my time in the military and um, my last command team um, was definitely no exception to that. Like they were great. Um, but like, so it was important to me that my, my retirement paperwork be, be signed off by, you know, Captain Schneider and that it was approved all the way up at the division level by, um, Brigadier uh, General Quillen, who just relinquished her, uh, command of the division shortly after my retirement was approved, uh, or my effective date. So that was, that was important to me. That's what was more important to me. I don't, I, I could care less whose, whose name is stamped on, um, my certificate of appreciation from the president, um, because it was who signed it, um, as in the end that mattered the most to me. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, of the, uh, BG that you just brought up, if you check in our email, there's someone who's looking for her, who helped her. <clears throat> he, she helped him out immensely. Um, check that out. I haven't seen her emails. No, okay. Yeah, look uh, it's in our chance. the podcast email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Uh, so I got the new iPhone mm-hmm. and I haven't <laughs> logged into my emails. Snazzy. 
Yeah, the thing is pretty fucking. It's pretty slick. It is. That is definitely a plug for the Apple iPhone and Apple in general. Um, Apple, please support us with your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I no, I actually do love that fucking phone though. Like, it's the first iPhone that I've had that I didn't want to put in a case because I just like how it feels. Hmm. Yeah, I'm due for and a new I, one. I think maybe in a couple months I'm gonna go for it. It's pretty slick, dude. Like titanium. Obviously, we all know that because of the commercial, right? Mm-hmm. From space to Earth to the new iPhone 15. Um. But it even has like ceramic glass, so I feel like it's pretty durable. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, that's ballsy to walk around without a case, man. That is, whew, the, yeah. The no, I know, but like, I just, I just like how it feels. And actually, I was having this conversation with Kate the other day. I was like, um, I was, uh, <clears throat> she said the same thing. It's kind of ballsy to not put a, a case on your phone. And I was like, well, I had a thought. I think putting a case on your phone. Um, you feel this like sense of security when you don't have to be as careful with your fucking $1,200, $1,400 phone, however much it is. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if I don't have the case on there, I'm more aware of it in my hand. You know what I mean? Like I have a fucking, I'm on, I'm sitting above carpet right now and I have a death grip on this bitch. Like I am not going to drop this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it is, it is, it is a pretty good phone. Um, and for all of you Android us- users out there, when are you going to grow up? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's time to mature. Oh, it's time man. to become adults and get a real phone. I agree. Fully, fully. I agree. Whoever's listening to this and you know who I'm talking to specifically, cause I don't, I'm not going to put you out here like this doc, but <laughs> you should probably switch over to the rest of this civilized, um, uh, civilizations of folk and, uh, get a regular phone, like a regular human who stands on both feet and not yeah, drags exactly. knuckles. Anyway, we sidetracked. Hey, well, I got one more thing to say on that. Two, two more things. Android phone users cannot be trusted. And two, I remember a time, um, when the blackberries were still a thing and you were like, Hey man, how do you like your iPhone? And I was like, I love it. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And you're like, I'm looking for a phone that more grown up, more professional. And it's between the iPhone and the blackberry. And what did you go with? I went with the Blackberry because I thought that you was did. a cool thing to do at the time. You're right. And now what do you have? I have an iPhone bigger than shit. You're damn right. So that Blackberry case closed, experiment y'all. was a thing that was it's forgettable. <clears throat> but anyway, like I was saying, like sidetrack McGee out here. Fucking Kevin retired from the goddamn army, y'all. And uh, I I spoke to him and I said, hey. I know more people who have passed away than people have retired from the army. And to me, and and he kind of said, like, you're taking it as a bigger deal than I am. Like, you're fucking right, dude. Like, to have a friend that retired from the army, man, is is a big fucking deal to me. So it'll always be, a, especially someone who, like, I started off with, you know. So, like, I'll always be, I'll always think that that is a cool thing on your, on your fucking list of cool shit as you retired from the army when not a lot of us have man and fucking hats off to you i would hit the button and make a bunch of clappy noises but fuck that like just sit in the and, and reflect in the in the fact that that's fucking dope it is you know yeah um it is i guess pretty cool um it is weird to think that like i am retired i mean i know and i know i get it like i, I know there are people out there like yeah but you were in the reserves so, you know, did you really, 
and, you know, and I know people think that about reservists and national guardsmen and all that stuff, but um, I don't think people understand like how busy you still are in the reserves and guard. Like you are still tied to the military in every single way. Um, um, even if it is well outside of drill weekend or AT or whatever, because uh, you're still constantly doing things and you're still in touch with your soldiers. And it's actually more of a difficult task because you don't see your soldiers every day. Like they live hundreds of miles away in some cases. Um, and they have civilian jobs and all the other stuff that they're dealing with. So, but that's not to say that one is better than the other, more difficult than the other. Um, and a retirement from active duty is no joke because you're living that every single day for 20 years minimum. And, um, so for somebody to, to do, to retire from that, like it's definitely a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, and maybe it doesn't feel like it's so much of a thing to me because like I do spend most of my time as a civilian, even though like I'm still tied to the reserves, but, um, I don't know. It is pretty neat though. I guess it, it, I don't know if it really has hit me yet though, like that I don't have to do it anymore. I do have one more thing that I'm doing with my unit in November and it's just cause I want to do it. <clears throat> um, they're doing the Norwegian ruck March, foot oh, March. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's uh 18.6 miles, 30 kilometers in four and a half hours. And I've wanted to do that for the last couple of years. And um, I had spoken with my my unit about getting it set up. And they finally did get it set up. For and it's in. God damn. 18 and a half miles in four hours. Shit. Yeah. 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 That's wild. <clears throat> well, it's it's kind of it's it's with a 25 pound pack. Um, and it's kind of on par with the army standard of 12 miles in three hours. Um, the pace is about the same, like half a half a kilometer in speed difference per hour, I think is what it came out to. Or I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I, I did the math earlier this week, but I know for the Norwegian ruck, you got to do about one kilometer every nine minutes. Whereas in the, for the army standard, you have to do, one kilometer nine and a half minutes so it is a bit a bit of a faster pace mm-hmm. um but it's you have a it's a lighter load too so but i want to do it um because i think it'd be cool yeah i can never wear the badge but i'd like to have it so but i'm doing that in november hopefully that's, i don't die that's cool man <clears throat> and um i'll always feel that way about your uh you might think oh it's it's going to have a different feeling because it has it says reserve on it but it's still a fucking retirement you know it's still a a huge chunk of your life more than you were in the army more than not in your life you know yeah well yeah so like i turned my retirement date was september 14th my 41st birthday was september 9th so i did 22 years in the army yeah, so more than half of my life presently. Mm-hmm. Um, and my 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 certificate of retirement does say, you know, having served faithfully and honorably with was retired from the United States Army. You know, it doesn't say Army Reserve, even though I did get a certificate of, of appreciation from the Chief of the Army Reserve. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty rad. It's pretty cool that they they send you that stuff. Um, it is. I got it in the mail. I got it FedEx actually to my house. Um, so that is one other major difference is you retire from active duty and they're going to have like a ceremony for you and it's going to be handed to you in front of your formation or whatever. This they mail it to your house and like do with it what you want. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I don't have I don't have frames for anything. There's just these these three things. Yeah, um, and a flag. 
uh, but it, I mean, it's it's still pretty cool though. Um, and it is definitely a bittersweet thing. Like I I I definitely will miss certain parts of it, but um, I I, I do kind of want to say like <clears throat> I was a so I was a drill sergeant for the bulk of my career, and that's what I'll miss the most is being able to like stand in front of a formation and teach them something, train them and mentor them and lead them and help them become better soldiers and hopefully um, uh, better people. And so that's what encouraged me to want to go back to school so I can become a teacher, which is what I'm currently doing. And it's kicking my ass. So I'm going to have to work better at that. But, um, you know, there is, we made a Facebook post a couple of weeks ago, um, asking people to comment about like, you know, it was me basically saying that I retired and Hey, what is it that you enjoyed of the military and what is it that you, or, you know, if, if, if there was nothing that you enjoyed, what is it that you hated about the military? And we didn't get a lot of responses on it. Um, unfortunately in regards to the question, just a lot of congrats and high fives, which I appreciate, but, um, <clears throat> but you got those people out there, dude, that like have this like salty disposition towards the military as if the military completely ruined their lives, even though they volunteered to be in the military and, you know, um, and I just, I, I can't wrap my brain around that. Like I can't wrap my mind around it. Like I can't, I don't fully understand it because you're, 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 you're choosing to not accept responsibility for your failures. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you're saying like the reason I am where I am in my life and the reason I'm not where I think I should be in my life is because of my service in the, the, the military. And that is just completely inaccurate. Um, for a lot of people, I mean, for some people, yeah, I can see where the military is definitely kind of derailed, you know, maybe your service didn't go as planned or whatever, but like, I'm strictly talking about the people who did their time, their three years, four years, six years, eight years, however long they did, and then got out and choose to um, hate on their service or hate on service in general. I'd, I'll never understand that. Like... One thing that I try to um, uh, teach trainees is that um, when you're in the military, when you're in the army, I can only speak to the army, but I'm sure that all the other branches are the same. You learn a completely different set of skills. You learn how to operate in a completely different environment than what you're used to. And you can be successful in the military because all those tools are given to you and they're that you have great examples of, good and bad leadership throughout your time in service and you can choose what happens next, right? Yeah. You might have toxic leadership in your current duty station or in your current command, but that doesn't mean that you have to become the next line of toxic leadership. You are now presented with an opportunity to learn from their shitty mistakes. And when you become an NCO, you can be the exact opposite of that. You can be the best of that. You can say, I remember what toxic leadership looked like. And I'm going to do my very best to not be that by constantly putting myself in check, by listening to my soldiers, by listening to my leaders, um, by educating myself on proper leadership tactics and techniques. And if you do that stuff and you're mindful of that stuff, whenever you do get out of the military, you can apply those same techniques to any civilian career that you choose to get into, whether you be your own business or working in the private sector or getting a job as a, you know, as a GS employee at a government entity or whatever, 
you can do those things and you can be completely successful. So for these people to say, fuck the army or the Marine Corps or the air force or the coast guard or the Navy or space force, (laughs) you know, like, I just don't understand it, man. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I kind of like what I was saying prior to the show. Um, I'm not sure my life, I, I know my life wouldn't be the same today had I not joined the army. Um, I would like to have think, uh, to think that I would have eventually got my shit together um, had I not joined the army and been somewhat successful, but there's really no way to tell, especially in the, to the town that I grew up in. Um, Cause there was just a lot of dead end stuff mm-hmm. uh, as far as work. And uh, I wasn't, I wasn't the best at being a college student or being a student in general. I mean, I barely passed high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I had like a C minus average, <laughs> like a, approaching a D plus average. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I just, I just can't wrap my brain around that. And I'm a little upset that like to that post that we didn't get a lot of um, responses to it. Cause I would like to have been able to, to back up my claim with, with other you know, positive things that people have said. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do you think, do you think your life would be where it is today if you didn't serve in the army? No, personally, um, only because <clears throat> being, being in the army got me into the police basically. Um, not to say that I wouldn't have made it into police without the army, but it definitely made it a lot easier. Um, I'm not saying that my life wouldn't have been successful without the army. It's just, it would have been different without the army. Um, I feel you feel what you're saying about all that stuff. Like people who are all fuck the army and all this kind of shit. Well, you didn't apply anything that the army taught you or you refused to accept it. Um, or you, you got rubbed the wrong way and you're toxic to other people about it. And that's the worst part. There's a lot of people who really like this shit. They fucking like the army. They fucking dig it. And that's fucking a good good chunk of folks who actually join up. Like, they want to be there. It's not because of the, the the judge said, join the army or go to jail. It's not 1978 anymore or whenever that shit was going on. Things are different. Like, people want to be there. So when you hear someone bagging on it fucking constantly, like, oh, fuck the army, didn't do shit for me. Well... You probably didn't do shit for the army, so it just didn't work out like that. Um, me personally, you know, it worked out for me. I can't even say that I, I don't have any issues with my military career. Um, it was short, sure. That's only because I had a different career going on at the same time. Um, I love my fucking time in the military, and I would never tell somebody else, don't fucking do it. You know, I might give them, I'm a, definitely give them my experience with it and let them, you know, go on from there. But I don't think, uh, me changing, going into the military, not going into the military would have changed me much. I don't think it would have made me more successful or less successful, but it definitely helped with the police stuff. And I think it probably grieves the way for me to get to where I am now, more or less. But again, if, if if I didn't join the army, I'd still be successful because I know who I am, and you know uh, I'm gonna still figure out a way to do shit. That's what a lot of people need to learn is don't let the army fucking be your identity. 
if your your career was shitty or your time in the army was shitty, don't let that be. My life is fucked because my army career was fucked. Like, no, man. Like, life is long, regardless of what people say. Like, uh, life short. No, life is long as fuck if you keep doing the same shit forever and ever until you fucking die because you didn't give yourself any other options to do anything else when you're fucking coming up. Like, come on, man. Get a trade, learn something, do anything, but don't fucking sit back in that fucking sand pit back in 2004 or 5. That shit's over with, man. We got to move on. You have an an identity. You can you can fucking grab that shit. It's not always in fucking fatigues. You can fucking you can shave if you want to now. You don't have to shave if you don't want to, but you know, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but don't just sit there and and the barracks still when you fucking ETS 20, 30 years ago now. Move on. And I, I, it's tough for me too, dude. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> Being in that fucking commercial fucking was a, a big deal for me. But in the end, like, who the fuck cares? No one cares. It, it Hopefully it helps some, some people decide to join the army. You know, cool. It didn't help me out in the least. Not even a little bit. I'm not fucking mad about it. It's just a part of life, man. You're going to make some fucking choices that you're going to be like, oh, man, that was a fucking shitty choice. Time moves forward. You can't go backwards. So maybe think your choice is out now before you you, you jump on it. Um, I was really thinking about that a couple of days ago. Like, man, if I could change anything in life right now, if you can go back in time to change anything, would you? No, I wouldn't. Everything would be exactly the same. But for now on, from this point forward, I would make better choices. So I won't look back in another 20 years like, fuck, I wish I had those 20 years back. So, yeah, that's me. Well, there's one, there's one thing you said about um, those that make it their entire personality. And that was a problem that I ran into um that I was kind of coming to terms with back in like 2019. And so people kept telling me like, man, when you get out, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. You're going to, you're going to wish you hadn't, or you're going to be sad about it or whatever. And I, you know, um, I, I had made the, the army, my entire personality, right? Like I was, that's who I was. I was a soldier. I was a combat veteran. I was an infantry guy. Like I was the infantry, you know what I'm saying? Like I was the drills. I am this, I am that, like, that's me. And that's all there is to me. And, um, there's a problem with that, right? Because eventually we're going to leave that service and we're going to have to figure out who we are. Um, and so when your personality is 100% connected to being a soldier or a Marine or airman or seaman, sailor, Navy, naval person, um, space ghost. Or, yeah. Don't or a space cadet. Um, when you, when, when that's all you have to offer in regards to your personality, like, you're setting yourself up for failure. You have to identify, you have to figure out who you are outside of the military. And, um, I, I definitely went through that back in like 2019. Um, and, uh, you know, had a, a little bit of a struggle bus moment and got it, you know, got to figure it out in the end. And that's when I kind of realized that like, there's definitely more to me than I am a United States army soldier or reservist, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was definitely more than just a drill sergeant. Um, these are just aspects of my life, aspects of my personality, even though it is the, what, 52% of my, my life 
um, my existence on this planet, but like, what else is there about me? Right. Like I have other interests. I have other hobbies. I have things that I like. And, um, and I know it's hard to do for people that are on active duty because like you do live that lifestyle every single day, but you have to remember to still live up to who it is that you are. Um, and want to be, and we had, we had people like that when we were on active duty. I think, I think, uh, Ho was, is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he didn't really give into the lifestyle that we all did, you know, we're, you know, work hard, play harder. I mean, he adventured, he explored, he went out there and did things and you look at his life now and like he is the same dude. Um, and he didn't let it become his entire personality, but you got those people out there that like, that are no longer in the service. They did a short stint. They're no longer in the service and they're still out there trying to live their old glory days if they're the, as if they're the high school quarterback that got that one touchdown during the homecoming game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fucking 20 years ago. That's not you anymore, right? If you're not able to grow, I mean, you got to think like your cells, every seven years, every cell in your body has completely regenerated and been replaced, right? So the version of you today that exists in the physical form is not the same version of you that was there seven years ago. It's a completely different person. So why is our mentality not changing with that? Why are we not changing with the times? Why are, and we see, we see that with people who are um, in the military too, like, oh, I'm fucking keyboard warriors, man, on, on Facebook. Back in my day, that wouldn't have been allowed. Back in my day, back in my day, shut the fuck up, man. Like, back in your day was a completely different time frame. I mean, whether you joined 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, we are in different times today. And th- obviously the military has to change with that, but so do you. So do you as a person. You have to be willing to make those changes within yourself and accept that change is happening. And if you cannot, Heaven help you because you're going to struggle, yeah. right? You're going to struggle. Um, and and that's a problem, especially when you are no longer in the service and your entire personality is connected to your service. Here you are 20 years later, still ranting and raving about your time in the military. And what's so wild to me is that the, the same people will brag on the things that they did in service, but then also, you know, fuck the military it just doesn't yeah, make sense make that make sense like you know i mean but it is it, it, it's a thing man if you're not willing to grow and to change with the times or within yourself then you will remain stagnant and you will get passed up by everybody and everything and be left in the past and so you have to be constantly growing and evolving and changing adapting um you know so but that's that's that though. Um, so on my retirement and like, do I feel sad about it? I mean, I'll miss the people that I served with. I'll miss doing the job um, that I did. But I'm hoping to replace that as a history teacher. <laughs> um, and I, you know, <clears throat> we live in the age of technology, man. I, I got a cell phone that can like do all kinds of cool shit. Like I can still stay in contact with all of those people. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's not like they're gone forever. One of the one of the guys said, "Well, it was, good. It was nice knowing you." I'm like, "Bro, like, I'm not dead." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, I was the same way when I left active duty. Like, even though Facebook was a thing, I think no, uh, MySpace or whatever the fuck, all that kind of social media was just starting to get ready when we were getting out. So, um, 
I was used to people ETSing and leaving and never seeing them again and not reading for up for texts. And, you know, I didn't trade phone numbers with folks when I left because I'm like, I'm not going to see these fuckers again. Not to be like, fuck them, I don't care. But, like, that was my way of letting them go without, like, being like, fuck, I miss my brothers and shit like that. Is like, That was my immature way at, at, what was it, 21? 21 cutting off, you know. Um, now I wish I had because, fuck, it's a lot of people who... Um, well, no, not necessarily with, with, with the social media. Now I'm able to contact or keep in contact with a lot of people. A lot of people I cut off still. Cause you know, the coolest part about growing up is growing the fuck up. Um, and realize well, that you and, don't necessarily need to have all those people around either. Well, and that's another thing too. Um, and you know, it's a common meme that I see on social media, but like, you know, as I, as I get older, I, I notice that my circle gets smaller and that's, that's true too. I mean, there are times when you outgrow friendships and that's perfectly okay. You, mm-hmm. you outgrow friendships, you outgrow relationships. And if one is no longer serving to you, it doesn't mean that, that, that they're not worthy of being in your life. It's just that your life has, 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 has taken a, a, a different direction and we get involved in that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's not to say that like those, those relationships are no longer meaningful it's just that they don't really serve much of a purpose in your current efforts today and that's fine that's absolutely acceptable um especially you know like if if these people are not growing and changing at the same rate or at all right if they're still stuck in that you know and stuck in stagnation um that's the thing too though yeah yeah for sure i know a lot of you guys listening at home or wherever you listen you know you have a couple friends and you're like man Whenever I go back by them, it's just like we were back in high school and shit like that. And the same old jokes and the same old shit like, oh, man, they're stuck. You are literally looking at a time capsule that ain't going to fucking change. You have to step away from that to advance your own life. Um, in this particular case, life is short because before you know it, you'll be old and tired and sitting on the porch like, fuck. That was so cool back in high school. You know, you got to time moves on. You got to move on with it. And it sucks, man. Yeah, I, it does. But you got to you got to march on with the fucking beat of the drum. I did get to thinking about that, too. <clears throat> like my so my retirement, September 14th, 2023 is is 22 years to the day of the day that I completed infantry OSIT down at Fort Benning. 22 years later. And I remember that fucking day like it was last week, man. You know, saying like, I remember getting to Germany. I remember that first day in the unit. I remember, you know, first time I met you in the field, jumping into that fucking puddle. I remember, um, the, you know, going on that deployment to Kosovo and going to Bulgaria and going on those patrols. I remember this shit like it was all last week. And that was 20 years ago. You know what I mean? And it doesn't really seem like it was that long ago, but it was that long ago. And, um, in a flash, in a blink of an eye, I am 41. And as we gain, as we get older, you know, time seems to move faster. I mean, there is, I think there was a study done, but I don't remember what they, what the conclusion was, but as to why, like time seems to move faster as we get older. Um, but you know, with that being said, like, I'm not getting any younger. None of us are, you know, unless they happen to develop that anti-aging thing they have working on right now. That's a thing that they're working on. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I doubt. I doubt I'll be able to afford it. But. Fuck that. 
No, I would. I would. I, if I could live forever, I absolutely would. But that's like um, the history mind of myself. Like I, I want to see what's happening in a thousand years from now. I want to be able to. I want to be around when time travel is truly um, invented and commercialized, so I can go back in time strictly as a, a as an observer, and I want to see um, what happened a thousand years ago, or five thousand years ago, or fifteen thousand years ago. I would love that absolutely. You know um, what's nuts, man? I would live forever if I could. You are in the middle of what they're going to be talking about in a thousand years. You are <laughs> in the middle of it. Our Mozart is fucking Kanye. You know? <laughs> Our fucking Leonardo da Vinci is who fucking I mean who's a famous uh, another famous Probably person Elon as far as like inventions yeah. well, I don't know if Elon really is inventing stuff he's paying people to do it yeah well that's what I'm saying like everyone who is famous now are those famous people back then yeah look at how things have changed it's not I mean besides technology the the music is different but it, it's still the same it's still the same feeling it's still the the top of what it could be for us right now it's the cutting edge of everything mm-hmm. uh, and that's why i say like in a thousand years people are like wow those people back then well they were lived through some wild shit they had to deal with the artists who fucking said fuck the jewish people or whatever they said back then or <laughs> some crazy shit um because it's history we're part of it, regardless if you if you really realize like, oh man, we we did some cool shit back then. No man, you're doing cool shit right now. You're at the the cutting edge of technology, the cutting cutting edge of everything as time goes on. I don't want to fucking live forever. I don't. It's fucking crazy to even think about living forever to me because this little bit of time that I am here was fine enough. I'm the fuck out of here when I'm the fuck out of here. I let somebody else deal with that shit. Um, I want to see what happens next. Uh, me getting older, I think about that a lot more. Is Not to say that I'm at the, the age where I should be thinking about death, but like, if I could live forever or if I could see what happens next, I'd much rather see what happens next because everything that's going on now is lame. Not lame, because lame isn't a great word. I've been taught that you shouldn't use the word lame. And shout out to my disabled folks. I didn't mean that. But I, I, I don't want to see it. it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be around forever. I'd rather see what happens next. Let the other. Let the young folks have their time. I'm. You know. When I'm done, I'm done. Scooch out. Yeah. Scooch <laughs> over. Yeah, I mean, no, I would definitely want to see what happens next, and I want to see what happens in 100 years from now and 500 years from now, but I also would like to retain some youth. Like, I don't want to continue to age the whole process, you know what I mean? And be like the fucking professor in Futurama. (laughs) Yeah. You're so old and Um, fucked up, you can't even enjoy the flying cars. Right, yeah. I could just look at them from my front porch as I bitch about how loud they are. Mm-hmm. Hooked <laughs> up to a machine that's still living for you somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, it's, it, and I'm actually, so 
I'm I would like to see what's in a hundred years from now, but I'm also afraid of what's going to happen at least within our own country in the next twenty years. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. It's fucking scary. Dude. <laughs> you can have at it. If nuke, <laughs> nukes are around now, scaring the piss out of me, what is going to scare me a hundred and fifty years from now? Well, hopefully they get rid of that shit. But if they don't, they'll probably figure out a. Why are we be fucking with rocks back then or by that time? Because I mean, we're going on 70, 78 years thereabout with uh, nuclear capability and nothing more destructive has really been invented. Not to say that it hasn't been more destructive shit. It hasn't been invented. It's just more efficient. Well, and you know, what's really interesting about that is, okay, so um, I just find this super interesting um, because it's kind of like a. It's it's it was a, a matter of being naive at the other nations' abilities to develop the same technology. But like during during the time of creating the atomic bomb, um, the Manhattan Project, um, like the president FDR was like, "Listen, we're going to keep this under wraps. We're going to keep it totally to ourselves. We're going to work with the UK, um, but we're not going to at a certain point, you know." Uh, FDR was like, I don't want to share all of our secrets with them because I want us to develop it because I want us to have the bomb. And his thinking was, <clears throat> if we're the only power on the planet with atomic um, uh, bombs, with atomic power, then we would be in charge, right? We're 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 the big dogs, right? We're the guys, um, the big guys on the block. And then through some meeting, I think up in Canada, I can't remember what it was called. With Churchill, they they, they you know, FDR decided, okay, fine, we'll we'll share things with the UK and and we'll be homies with them. And at the time, there were four. This is during World War II. Um, we were allies with Russia and we were somewhat allied with China. And is <clears throat> all these events that kind of kicked off the Cold War. Um, but we weren't sharing. We weren't sharing all this information with Russia at the time. We weren't sharing any any of this information with China at the time, and it wasn't even like a consideration. Like it was mentioned, it was like, "Hey, we should probably talk to them because they're, they're our allies as well." And FDR was like, mm, "No, don't think so. Don't want to do that." And then FDR passes away, and Truman takes over, and um, he has the same sentiment. Like, no, fuck that. Like, there's there's four horsemen, but I'm only gonna only two are gonna be armed, and it's gonna be. And that was in reference to the U.S. and the U.K. And then. After successful testing of the atomic bomb, Truman went into that meeting um, with the other allies and was just like, uh, you know, bossing people around. Like, this is my meeting and I'm in charge because I have a bomb. Little cocky. You know, and it was, you know what I mean? Huh? He's a little cocky. He's walking around without a a case on his iPhone over here, this guy. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he he's that guy. He's walking around. I got the biggest weapon on the block. And if anybody fucks with me, I can utilize that weapon. Right. And he basically was trying to use this weapon of mass destruction um, as a deterrent for aggressive behavior, behavior on a global scale from any other nation on the planet. As if to say, if you if you act up, I'm going to drop a bomb on you. And then we got the opportunity to show that we were able and willing to do that during um, the Pacific in, in the Pacific theater in the war against Japan. Um, 
when we when we dropped the bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And so the world was like, okay, so America is crazy enough to have invented it, and they're definitely crazy enough to use it. But it was just wild to think that, like, so U.S.-Russian relations fucking ruined at that point because now Russia's like, wait a second, you guys had this stuff? The Soviet Union, you know. And China was like, wait a second, you guys had this stuff and you weren't telling us? We, I thought we were I thought we were cool. And then, you know, those ties begin to be severed. I mean, there's a lot more that goes on in that whole story. But I say all that to say, <clears throat> the thought at the time was, I, we're not going to tell them how to make these bombs or that we're making them because we don't want them to know how to do it. We don't want them to have them themselves. Fast forward 78 years later and... Every damn near every like developed country on the planet has nukes. India has nukes. You know what I mean? Like everybody has them. North Korea is trying to get them. South Korea is making just the other day. South Korea even made a threat that if North Korea doesn't stop with their fucking nuclear program, that they will have to deal with the 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 South Korean and U.S. Um, reliance, the might of the South Korean and U.S. reliance or alliance. Like, first of all, Direct how are you just going to throw us out yeah. there? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that little guy. That's your little brother. Like, you keep fucking with me. I'm going to bring him in. Mm-hmm. And he's just like in the background, like, uh, we're already dealing like, with so many other things over here. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah, dude. Like, you know, so, you know, how naive was it to think at the time that like we're going to control this information and this technology and prevent other nations from being able to have this um, same weaponry that we have. But now here we are 78 years later and everybody has a fucking nuke. Mm-hmm. We just happen to have like 10 more than everybody else, 10 yeah. times more than everybody else. And then there's um, countries who have them who, you know, Israel doesn't have them. No. Yeah. And so that's, and that's a, that's a, well, and so that's a thing, right? Um, and that's been a, a standing argument for a very long time. Um, who, okay, so who are we to say you can't have them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would be the same thing as me, like in in my town where I live here in Arkansas, being like, you know, I'm, I'm let's say the mayor of the town, and I say to the citizens of my town, if you live in this block. You're not allowed to own firearms because that block tends to be a little bit more loosely behaved Mm -hmm. um, than the other blocks in town. Like you, these three areas in town, you're not allowed to have guns. You guys, you can have guns. That's fine. We'll help you get guns. We'll help you build them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll, uh, we, we almost encourage it. And that's just a little, and I'm not saying that like, I want these more volatile countries to have nuclear capability. I'm just saying, can you really can you really do that? Like morally, ethically, can you really say you're not allowed to have nuclear capabilities because you might do something dumb with it? Yes. Next next question. <laughs> well, I, I would argue that no, you can't because if you if they're doing it now. It's going if on you're going to have it, I know, but what I'm saying is, is if you're going to have it, then you have to be willing to let other people have it. If you don't want other people to have it, then everybody has to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And that, that goes back to the whole, like, just because you can build it doesn't mean you need to have it. Just because you can say it doesn't need, mean it needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, there's no reason for us to have nuclear capability as far as 
weapon systems. But we know how governments run, and um, they do a lot of shady things behind the scenes. Um, one, <clears throat> if you're an American, look up Plum Island, P-L-U-M Island, up there around New York. Just look into their history, right? It's a, it's a, it's a testing facility for new biological um, <clears throat> weapons, right? Um, uh, and these weapons are in the form of, like, bugs, Right. So like, uh, for example, they believe that Lyme disease came from there and they believe that the, uh, the, uh, have you heard of the Lone Star Tick? Yes. So if it, the Lone Star Tick, um, <clears throat> is Wait, one no, of the most dangerous animals, creatures on, in, on the American continent because it, it's different from all other ticks. Like it doesn't, it, it has eyes. It doesn't passively try to spread right it aggressively hunts its prey so to speak so like a normal tick will sit like on grass and an animal or a person walks by and the tick jumps onto them or clings onto them and then starts to feed that's called questing uh lone star ticks don't do that they actively seek out a host to feed on and if you get bit by one they can you can be given that one i can't remember the name of the disease but where you get the um, where you can no longer eat red meat, right? It makes you allergic to red oh, meat, fuck. <clears throat> like definitely allergic to red meat. Yeah, um, and that's just one of the many things that you can get from the Lone Star tick. Um, they're the only tick that has eyes, um, and they can uh, a female tick can lay like uh, tens of thousands of eggs at a single time, and uh, it's a whole thing. They they move in hordes. They're a wild thing, and it's presumed <clears throat> that they were developed up there at Plum Island amongst other things. I mean, there are plenty of other things and um, yeah. So it's just one of the many things that like you can look into MK ultra, you can look into Montauk, you know, all kinds of different things that like, you know, that like the, the shadier parts of our government are doing. And so to say like, well, okay, if our government and all governments on the planet say, okay, you know what, you know what? Nobody gets nukes. Everybody fucking disarm and tear down your nukes right now. And everybody actually does it. That doesn't mean that behind the scenes there's not development of something else. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, it's you, uh, it's it, wild times, man. Like I understand the the reason for the nuclear um, development back in the day. Clearly, uh, World War Two would have been uh, ended a, a lot differently if if we hadn't used it. Um. But I totally feel you like you can't just go around saying we can have some, but you can't because um, that's basically what we're doing now. And sure enough, they're going to just say, fuck you and develop our own shit. It's going to be real half assed and it's going to be super unstable, but we got it. So here we are now, Iran. Well, <clears throat> yeah. And that's also the um, uh, the possibility, the potentiality with with North Korea trying to develop this stuff. Mm hmm. My like, fear bro, is somebody's like going to lose Stop. one of these fucking things on accident. They're just going to fucking just lose it. Just can't find yeah. it. We don't know what happened to this fucking nuke. They don't have to be enormous. Nukes aren't <clears> the size of fucking houses or anything. They're the size of fucking a football. I mean, not a football, like a small. They're not that big. You know, you can lose yeah. these fucking things. It happens all the time. It's not a new fucking thing. America's lost nukes, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah, we've lost six. Yes. 
So who's to say these other countries with their shitbag fucking security systems won't lose one for reasons? Yeah. You know, speaking of losing things, yeah. So since 1950, the U.S. has lost six different nukes. That's what they've admitted to. Hmm. Yeah. Just recently in news, people might remember, um, apparently they've lost an F-35 fighter jet. Oops. Pilot ejected, and the jet just kept on cruising. Like, how do you lose these things, man? Hey, man. Um, Especially with, you know, our planet being blanketed by satellites from every nation that can get in the space. Yeah, you can't scratch your ass without a satellite seeing it, but it lost a whole (laughs) fucking jet. Okay. Yeah. But um, it is is wild to me, the the priorities, like, say, in, like, North Korea, for example, because if you – if you've watched the Joe Rogan show where he brought on, um, oh my God, I can't remember her name now. Oh shit, it's gonna bug me. Bridget, I'll give out uh, no Swanson. Um, I can't remember her name, but it'll come to me later. But um, Taylor. she she was she defected. She she escaped North Korea um, by way of China and then into South Korea. Um, Taylor and, Swift, huh? Taylor Swift? No, man. No. Okay. But she 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 went on the Joe Rogan podcast and it was like a three and a half hour episode um, where she talks about all of the uh, ye own me park ye own me park uh, y e o n m e park and she was talking about how fucked up things are in North Korea like she and her friend going down to this little creek or whatever to get some drinking water because they didn't have drinking water and they're laying on the ground next to the water like half in the water was this boy practically eviscerated right guts cut open intestines hanging out and she said <clears throat> um she remembers not feeling anything she it was as if it, it was like it was so common to see stuff like that that like she just doesn't she didn't feel anything it's like driving down the road and seeing roadkill right like we see that all the time not that big of a deal she says they it was the same thing and she says that haunts her today because she knows now that that that's not normal um, but there was like a pack of like wild dogs, like waiting to eat this boy once he had finally died. Cause he wasn't even dead at that point. But, um, she even talked about how the main source of protein for them was grasshoppers. They would have to go out and like find grasshoppers just to eat them because that's what they, that's all they could really get to eat. And meanwhile, the Kim Jong fucking dick dynasty over there is so focused on creating missiles that can make it to continental us or developing a nuclear program that they have just completely forsaken their entire population and these people are literally starving in the streets like dying in the streets like working to death um they even have uh prisons have you heard of these like okay so you let's say you fuck up and by fuck up i mean you don't have a picture of kim jong-il in your house yeah yeah the whole family is down for it it's none the whole family goes to prison and they have generational terms, meaning your children's children can still be in prison. So like your, like, let's say Anthony goes to jail there. Mm-hmm. He can find a wife or somebody to knock up, have a baby. And then that baby will grow up into an adult and have a child. And that child will grow up. And the same thing, and they will serve their entire term, generational terms. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going to go to prison for life. You're going to prison for three generational terms. 
what the fuck for these small infractions but yeah like, yeah let's develop nukes let's develop missiles that can reach across the planet I'm like motherfucker like worry about your fucking country and why haven't we done anything about it i mean china backs them so that it could be part of it but why haven't, who knows man why haven't their own people done anything about it like uh i know us as americans we're like fuck yeah we wouldn't stand for that that's fucking crazy like I understand, like they are taught and raised a totally different way. But if they just ganged up on old old uh, homeboy and jumped them, wouldn't they even have to worry about all this shit anymore. It'd be good to go if yeah, the, the community got together and jumped Kim Jong Un or whatever. It'd be a wrap. I mean, there's probably some psychological factors that go into that kind of similar or akin to Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, you know, like I, I, I seem to side with my captor, but like they don't know any different. They don't know that the rest of the world is not like that. They have no access to the outside world. Yeah. They don't. The Internet that they have over there is specific to North Korea and most people don't even have access to it. They have control channels. They even have like 12 different approved haircuts that people are allowed to have over there. It's truly a um, it's a oh, I can't remember the term now. Um basically like in 1984, the book by George Orwell, like this, like super controlled dystopian future, um, where people just don't know better. They're intentionally kept ignorant. And you say that like, uh, here in America, we wouldn't let that happen. We kind of, we're letting it happen right now. I was being sarcastic. It is presently (laughs) happening. happening. We are just continuing to slip further and further into that because of things like this. Like we get these like little gadgets and things that we occupy our times with, and we're forced to work, um, uh, longer than usual hours. I mean, you look at like today, I saw this video talking about like the great depression compared to today. And the numbers are <clears throat> worse today than they were then. As far as like your um, annual, uh, annual salary for today uh, versus back then. So what was it? Um, the annual median income for um, the average family in the 1920s was like $4,4300 a year, something like that Mm -hmm. adjusted for inflation equates to $80,000 a year today. Yeah. Most people don't make $80,000 a year today. I think the average median is today is something around like 50,000. We make less things cost more houses cost more vehicles cost more. It costs more today than it did a hundred years ago to live it caught everything is worse today um than it was during the great depression and it's being dubbed as the silent depression because nobody's talking about it because we're blinded to it right we're distracted from it and Mm -hmm. it's just continuing to happen it would just continue to go on this like down downward slope this spiral into this controlled society and we're gonna see a future that is pretty bleak and I'm like I said, I want to live forever so I can see it happen. You said something a minute ago, and it kind of made me think. Okay, those motherfuckers in North Korea—they're generational prisons. Okay, they we're going to work to death. It's not any different from here. It's not any different from here, except you might think that the, the little trinkets. I'm going to get on my fucking Rage Against the Machine shit today, boy. <laughs> you think you're cool? Because you have a job that makes X amount of money and you have a car that is cool or you have a house that is large and you have all this shit, but you still work for somebody. You will work for them 
if you're not smart until you die. It's no different from those other fucking countries that we're talking about. It's the same fucking thing. They work until they fucking die. My dad worked until he fucking died for this fucking bullshit-ass country. Not country, but this fucking um, company that he worked for. Yeah. Bullshit. Worked until the day, I mean, uh, until he got sick, until he couldn't work anymore, and then he fucking died. That's shitty as fuck to me. I don't want to fucking ever be like that. I don't want anyone in my family to ever think that they have to work until they fucking die to provide for me. Or their their family or, or whatever. It's a fucking fucked up way to live. It's a fucked up way to continue to live. And we continue to do it. Like, we don't have to fucking work until we're 60 and 70 years old to retire. To live five or six years until you start shitting on yourself and you have to fucking wear diapers. You wasted all your fucking life trying to survive. And now when it's time to survive without it, you fucking can't. It's fucking trash to me. It's terrible. But, you know, here we are. We will sit around and talk about other countries being shitty. But we still do shitty shit ourselves. And that fucking fucks me up. Like, uh, the old people, the the people that we have, uh, they're at the point now where they're starting to go. Like, uh, but they didn't really have the time to enjoy life. Like, we could possibly try to enjoy life if we lived differently. And that's that. So consider this. <clears throat> All right. So you can you can get a job at 16 years old. You can get a job younger than that with like your parental consent, like it's a farm or something like that. But like at 16 years old, you can legally go get a job and start paying taxes. So let's say you get a job at 16 and <clears throat> let's say this person lives um, to the average life expectancy in the U.S. of so 77. Um, we'll make it 78 for even numbers. Right. <clears throat> not that it matters. So I'm not going to do math. but um, uh, so y- you can retire at 65. So from 16 to 65, just under 50 years, you work. And then from 65 to 77, the average life expectancy has another 12 years. So you work for 50 years and you get to enjoy, um, retirement for 12 years. And the 16 years before that, I mean, you're, you're living in your house. You don't really have a say in anything. Mm-hmm. So you get 12 years of retirement. So you're, you you work for 50 years and you get 12 years of retirement yeah. or, uh, to enjoy retirement. But and you think about like, <clears throat> how, you know, that, that's if you make it to that point, like, you know, with, uh, with, uh, with good health, right. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have your body's not breaking down. You don't get sick. You know, you don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, cause you do, you know, you do get sick, you know, your body does break down. It's harder for you to travel. Maybe you get wheelchair, uh, you're stuck in a wheelchair and it's, it's more difficult for you to travel. You definitely can't go international because most airplanes don't accommodate that stuff. Um, so, I mean, it's just kind of shitty. It's real yeah, shit. It is. Um, but what can we do about it? I mean, we got to work, right? You got to, I mean, you go back 70 years ago and one income, for a family of four was enough. Like the man could go to work or the woman. I mean, I know at the time it was the man, but like, that you was know, enough 30 one years adult ago. could go to work 30 mm-hmm. years ago. That was enough. 30 yeah. it, it, in, inflation and everything. And life is just so weird. Like, uh, people will complain about all oh, the, the people nowadays won't have any houses because we don't work as hard. Motherfucker. Nothing costs as much as it did back then. Like, I could buy a house or a couple houses now, two for one, damn near. You motherfuckers back then had it easy. Now, 
you have to have 18 different incomes and seven different retirements to fucking live in certain states. California, we're talking about fucking gas prices. How much is gas out here? Six fucking 50. Why the fuck is it so much here? Besides us fucking up our own political shit with fucked up voting, but why is it so much here, dude? How much is it where you are? Three something? Right now it's at uh, 340. Bro, why the fuck is it $80 to fill a hybrid car right now? 100 bucks to fill a hybrid. Get the fuck out of here. Well, and you know what Arkansas did with, with people that have hybrids and electrics? Um, they pay an additional tax. So they end up paying more in taxes because of their car, like in personal property tax every mm-hmm. year, because they have a hybrid or an electric car that's not using oil. Yeah. Wow. They're still going to get their money from you. It's mm. so wild, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, you know, we're trying to fucking, we're suffering to survive out here. Here. The American people are struggling to live and our government isn't doing anything about it. As a matter of fact, they're having long talks about whether or not they're going to shut down. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucking wild. Knowing damn well, they're going to get paid, but like non-essential government workers, they're out of work. They're not going to get paid. They're not going to get back pay for the time that they were off. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all these people sitting up there in these fucking smug little offices are still going to get their $180,000 a year. Pulling working. fire alarms to avoid votes, too. You see that shit, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're able to hold these positions until they're well into their uh, senile years. This is one thing we were talking about, too. Um, with uh, Feinstein, Feinstein dying at 90 years old, right? The general population at 90 years old, most people are not working. Most people at that point are living in assisted living facilities or nursing homes, or they're definitely retired, even if they are uh, of a a physical and and mental healthy state. They're not working. They're sure as shit not fucking making major decisions um, in regards to policy that affect every single living human being. And these are people that have been in politics for a very long time. She might have been a great person. She, you know, you mentioned the Harvey Milk thing, and she did probably good stuff there. But that doesn't mean that she still needs to be in that role at ninety years old. Yeah, you know, let um, it go. We don't need to see. I, you know, I, there's a. I can't remember what the. Uh, <clears throat> you have to be a certain age to run for president. I think it's like thirty-eight or forty-two something. Thirty-five. Like um, I think there needs to be a cap on that as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, that's people are worried about whether or not Joe Biden is going to be um, able to run or, and, and do another four years as president. We're already concerned about his fucking mental health now. I mean, yeah. the dude. And uh, who can back I, him up right now? Jesus. I just and I, I'm probably going <clears> to <throat> say more about this the closer we get to an election. But I do want to point out that, like. You absolutely should not vote for a person just because you don't like the other person. We are not a two-party system. We do not only have Democrats and Republicans. We do have other people that run for office that actually have good ideas. But you absolutely should not vote for one person just because they're not the other person. That's what happened with this last election. That's what happened with the election before that. Actually, it's kind of what happens with every election. Nobody really gives a fuck about somebody's politics. They just say, I don't like that person because X, Y, Z. I'm not going to vote for them. Therefore, I'm going to vote for the other person. But that's the problem. There is no other person. There are other people. There are plenty of other options on the ballot every single year. Mm -hmm. They can be fucking president, too. Like, we're not a two-party system, but we get so wrapped up in this. George Washington said, don't be a two-party system because you're going to see limits to the government and the people that get into these offices and what do we see now with our um self-imposed two-party system 
these same limits that George Washington fucking warned us against. But we're not doing anything about it because we just don't care. I don't like that person. We vote with emotion. We don't vote with logic. We don't do anything with logic anymore. We just do everything based off of emotion. You know, we and that's that's our modern society. Thanks to social media and giving everybody an opportunity to voice their opinions is I am going to tell you my opinion. And even if it is an opinion that's solely based off of emotion. Here you go. I'm going to tell you. you I don't know. You I just don't get it. It's wild to me, man. It's wild to me that people and I say I say people, and I, I definitely mean that generally speaking, because I know there are tons of uh, millions of other people out there that actually genuinely give a shit about our country. And most, I think, most people politically align center than they do left or right. Because um, I think I think you can look at the policy of a Republican and the policies of a, a, a Democrat and the policies of an, an independent person, libertarian, whatever it is. And you can probably pick and choose. You can be like, I actually kind of like the thing that they're proposing. And I, but I dislike this one thing. Whereas on this side, I dislike that, but I like this. Most people, uh, uh, politically aligned center, um, with some things leaning left or right. Mm-hmm. Most and the, the the media will tell you everyone is either left or right. Everyone is either a, an extreme uh, conservative uh, or liberal. And nowadays, now if you're a conservative, then you're considered to be a MAGA conservative, which is just a made up fucking term. Racist. Uh, Somehow. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Yeah. If you voted for Donald Trump, then you're definitely a racist. Um, it's fucking wild, dude. It's absolutely wild. The, the state that we uh, we've allowed our, our, our politics to get into and now you've got politicians, congressmen and, and women and, and senators and all these other people like on social media, just like shit talking other people. And I'm talking about you, Crenshaw. Like, I don't understand the need for you to just attack random people. Like he had a thing with David Goggins. OK, um, mm-hmm. about some so, some comment that he made. And I, I get it. Like, I, I appreciate both of their service um, in the seals and all that stuff. But like, I don't know. I just feel like your your role um is 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 not to pick a fight with you know somebody who likes to run a lot on broken feet i just feel like you there's other policies that you could there's actual policies that you can go after i don't know man i just i'm really tired of our nation's politics that's what i'm trying to say it's like i, I just it's 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 become a joke and we are definitely the laughing stock of the of the of the, of the planet i mean other countries look at us and be like uh ooh, i wouldn't live there and it's wild man super wild man and I could never, uh, I remember when I was back in Germany and I would meet German girls and I'm like, man, I'm going to, she's going to want to come back to America. She's going to want to see the, the big malls and shit like that. And the big cities and like, no man, like you, you actually have it better over here for now because our shit's all fucked up. And, um, well, well hang, hang on. <laughs> I, 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 I do feel like it's necessary to say, I know this sounds <clears throat> Tyree and I are, it probably sounds like we're very anti-American right now. And we're not, we're saying these things because we love our country. We're saying these things because we want people to go out there and make effective change. Like actually go out and vote, go to your city council meetings, go sit in on these things and participate in your local government and your national government, your state government, go be a contributing member to these things and make our country better, right? Okay, so maybe you're of the uh, of the opinion that America was never great. Fine. What are you doing to make it great? 
right? If you are of the opinion that we're going to make America great again, what are you doing that is going to make America great again? That aligns with what everybody else is trying to do. Like, it's not that fucking difficult. We all want our country to be successful. We all want people to not live in poverty. Poverty. We all want to be able to afford milk and gas and be able to buy a fucking house. We want that. As Americans, we all want that. And we want that for every other American. So what are you doing? What are you doing to make that happen? Getting on fucking Facebook and bashing fucking Joe Snuffy because they made a comment about something or whatever. They made a post about something and just sitting there fucking ragging on them because you disagree okay well back up your argument and come to a solution it's just i we have to work together people we have to do our best to make our country the best and the only way we're going to do that as the american people as we the people is by working together to make that happen that's it that's the only way word so ladies and gentlemen this is going to be a different kind of before I forget for now on, huh? but just a little bit. Kevin is is able to speak his mind without worrying about the constraints of military repercussions. And I think it's cool. Um, I'm happy uh, again that you are unchained more or less. And, and we can really get into some shit. We can get into some real conversations uh, anything like uh, before and if you're a fan of the show you know that we spoke about uh oh man we can't talk about this right now we'll wait well now guess what it's time to fucking start talking about this shit in the right way not in a way that's just bashing like you just explained it's not just us talking shit about uh, situations and things it's talking about something in a way to fix something with actual receipts we know how to fix it like, give us a chance. We can do this shit. And here we are, man. I think it's, uh, before I forget, it's going to go in in a better direction, uh, a more real direction, not not something that's always so manufactured to be shiny. Sometimes you got to get a little gritty, and I'm happy that we can do that now. So Yeah. Well, and again, and, and, that, that, and that's not to say that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm still very patriotic. I still love my country 100%. And, um, and I love our military and, and what it stands for and what it, what it does, the good and the bad. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't love something and not accept the bad things that come along with it. And that applies to our nation as well. Um, America is a beautiful place and it is really a land of opportunity if you can put in the work. And I mean, there's a reason why people are flocking to our country and trying to be, uh, come into it illegally, right? Because we do have a lot to offer and it's just a matter of the American people, the people that are born here and fuck it. Even the people that come here through immigration, us getting together and working to make our country better. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it, it don't mean any, um, don't mean any negative stuff and definitely no bad mouthing. It's just, I want to see our country do better. I want to see myself do better. I want to see the show do better. I want to see us do better. And I want to see things get better in our country because I, I, I do worry about what's happening in the next 10 to 20 years in our nation. And we have to start taking steps to make those changes. We um, should like 20 years ago, but <laughs> it, it better late than never. Yeah. Um, Here we are. Yeah. So again, thank you for listening to before I forget, please like, listen, share, subscribe, watch. Uh, you got anything, Gavin? Oh, one other thing. Um, with all that being said and what Tyree was just saying a second ago, 
you're probably also going to see a, a change in guests that we have on the show. Primarily, we have always interviewed people um, or spoken with people who have some connection to the service. Um, and we are still going to do that for sure, 100%, because that's what the show is, is based on. But we're going to open it up to more people. We're going to have more people on um, who are professionals in their fields and have things to say who can help us understand um, their areas of, of, of expertise and possibly how that stuff can help make us a better place, if that makes sense. Word. All right. Peace.